You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTH.2Voiceport in W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square Media Station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that fix didn't take the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. That's the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We're live, local, and ready to get things rolling. Glad to have you in as a part of uh, the program. Want to invite you to get in on the conversation at 205-342-9904-205-342. 9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. We're live and local and uh, open for business. Also, you may be tuning in on the Martin Houston Network. Uh, so we got Facebook, which allows you to log in and, and watch us uh, on simulcast at Martin Houston. Martin J. Houston on the personal page, Alabama Tradition, Tide 100.9. And X's and O's sports. So all of those will get you into the program. Also, you have opportunity to watch us on uh, YouTube in uh, playback or live at Martin Houston Live and at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. So you're able to interact with us, chat us up, communicate with us, talk to us, give us your thoughts, your comments, and your ideas. And on this fire sale Friday, we're inviting you to. Get in on the conversation. Fire Sale Friday is uh, talking about anything that you want to talk about. We can kind of go all over the board uh, and, and rehash stories from earlier in the week that we talked about or discussed or wish we had discussed or started discussing and didn't finish talking about. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> uh, from this week. Uh, you can go all the way back to uh, at the beginning, of the, we were talking about J.D. Davidson's debut. We were talking about running backs, grading them out, Alabama softball, getting new people. We talked about the defensive line uh, and uh, the role they could play this year. We mentioned it but didn't discuss it. Saban and Sanders uh, uh, squashing the uh, 
big uh, dispute they had this summer. Sanders uh, handling it the right way right off the bat versus uh, his uh, counterpart in Jimbo Fisher and the way he handled things. Uh, we talked about conference realignment. There was recruiting. All of those things are up for discussion. And, of course, yesterday, as we were going off the air, um, I left you with a a hanging chad of what about uh, college football and what's next? Is is unionization of college football uh, the next thing? So we can talk about that, conference realignment, uh, and the pros and cons of that. So let's bring in X. Uh, good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. So uh, good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? Oh, doing good. Doing good. It's a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, man. Been a good week. Uh, um, and uh, lots of lots of different topics to um, to to get in today. Uh, and, you know, like I said, I as we were going off the air, I had the uh, question that I kind of threw out there. Um, I, I call it my soapbox, but uh, it's just, you know, if you're in radio, man, you need to have an opinion. Uh, just don't get caught in the middle uh, <laughs> in, in, in terms of uh, uh, the topics. Just kind of hey, come down on one side or the other or, or at least have some strong opinions about why you feel what you, what you feel. And I probably have gotten more and more uh of uh I've always wanted the players to get paid but I've never really you know n- negative I guess in the sense of the the other side but after seeing what I saw in the Big 12 press conference and uh the fact that they just came out and said hey this is about TV this is about money this is about selling to the TV executives uh and we're going to Pretty much uh, with the teams they're targeting, they're going coast to coast. Um, but the players aren't getting any representation. So um, I guess I'll ask you guys, since I kind of tossed it out there yesterday, go ahead and start off with that. Um, do you see unions coming as a, as a part of uh, the college football game? Oh, wow. Um <laughs> I haven't haven't thought about it from that aspect or looked into it, but uh, I mean, th- there there will be ha- a lot of regulation that has to take in place that has to get put in place for that to even be a possibility, wouldn't it? I I don't I I, I mean, right now they're not they're not considered employees, um, but is that is that where it's going? Um, in terms of um, the the players, and are they gonna, you know, be able to get that? I, I know that at one point, uh, I think there was Northwestern and a couple other schools uh, a few years back that you know started that petition about you know unions. And now I I, I will tell you, I'm I, I've never been a big fan of of unions in my lifetime, I do think unions at one point played a very, very, very important role uh, in terms of uh, 
their foundation and 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 why they begin to exist and and I think in some cases they still might, but I, I, I a lot of times and you're welcome to call me up and tell me I'm wrong, I'm crazy, et cetera. But I think the unions as a whole are much like the NCAA. They forgot who they were supposed to be protecting, and they grew to the point where they began to t- protect the union more than they did all of their team members. Uh, sort of like the NCAA, when it first started, it 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 was right and good and beneficial to players. But then after it grew so much, they began to protect themselves. So um, versus you know fighting for the rights of the players and for the advantage of the players, it, they began to limit things on the players and. The players ended up being the ones who were getting cast out of stuff or left out of stuff. Your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, well, I, I, when you left off the air yesterday, and I have thought about this a little bit, is college football, the, the college administrations, the, the coaches and, and, and the presidents of the universities, they absolutely do not want this to happen. Uh, right. They do not want the the players to unionize because that's going to give them, you know, like as as you alluded to, voting power over the seasons and kind of voting, kind of a, a voice at the table uh, as as uh, as college football is morphing and constructing. So because of that, they have to, and I don't know if they realize this or not, but they have to really be pulling for NIL to work because if you if, if you unionize college football, not only do they have a voice at the table, but they're probably going to push for employment status which will essentially in, in my estimation maybe it's ignorance but in my estimation you, you you make them employees of the university and then they get paid out of the university well that's another revenue source taken away from the res, from the university they don't want that at all they they need to encourage NIL to thrive as the revenue source for college athletes and, and college football players so that they don't have to pay for them right now Right now, it's boosters, it's businesses paying for these college athletes. If they unionize and and the money comes out of the university's behind the university's budget, that's going to create even more problems for these universities. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing, you know, is I don't know if they're thinking they're they they fought nil, they being university, they being coaches, they being the NCAA, all of them fought nil. Um, but you know, who would have thought that you, uh, a Starbucks would, uh, eventually be able to unionize, right? So it sounds kind of crazy to think that college football could unionize. Am I saying that's what I want? No, I'm not saying that's what I want, but if they don't figure out a way, um, to give the players a seat at the table, if they don't give the players, figure out a way. Joe, to give the players seat a legitimate seat at the table in some of these conversations and some of these impacts. Because as we were going off the air, I talked about the fact that you went, we went from before I came, Xavier, you may not even realize it was 10 games in a regular season and a bowl game, you know. Uh, and then it was, mm-hmm. uh, then it was 11 games when I came and then a bowl game. And then it was 12, I mean, then it was 11 games, uh, a SEC championship, uh, and, and then a bowl game. I mean, uh, and then the BCS. And, and then it, then it went to 12 regular season games and then, uh, SEC championship and now two playoff games. 
And now there even been conversation about expanding the playoffs, but nothing about reducing the regular season. Why is that not going to ha- why is the regular season not going to be reduced unless they get to the bigger schools and pull away from the small schools? Because that's a revenue source for the smaller schools. So all of that, but the players don't have any say so in practice schedule, how they practice, all that. Think about what the union does from the football. There's no minimum salary. There's no guarantee of anything other than the scholarship. And and Saban has talked about this whole there need to be guidelines. Guess what? If the NCAA don't implement guidelines and these presidents don't implement guidelines, guess who's going to end up implementing guidelines? It's going to be the players. And it won't be unionized like I'm thinking the way we're thinking initially, uh, traditional. It probably will be some form of representation, though. Uh, and uh, could you even see uh, uh, the players potentially going on strike? We got Curtis Lewis that wants to get in on the conversation. Let's bring him in. Curtis Lewis, you're in with the Martin Houston with Martin and Xavier on top, 100.9 on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Martin. Yeah. Uh, as far as that union part of it goes, now, I've been a union buster for probably 20 plus years. So, I've never been a big fan of unions, but with that being said, it has its place. They have yep. their place on uh, a lot of industries, and I for college football in general, that is what's needed at this point. They're going to have to unionize because you can't collectively bargain um, everybody getting the same thing with everybody doing something different. So the only way to do Correct. that is to unionize. You can't sit there and keep going where you have no control by the NCAA because they've washed their hands of everything from a legality standpoint, that's unionizing. You're going to have to have some type of governing body, and the union is going to be that. And in this particular instance, I would be for a union because I've seen how well it worked with the NFL, MLB, NHL, and sports atmospheres. And it's been a good thing for the most part. I don't see it being a positive thing in um in industry, no, not at all. But I do see where it is effective and it is needed um on many levels. And at this point now, it's needed in college football. Yeah, and, 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 and Curtis, you're hitting the point. I said that's why I, you know uh, I said I do believe at, at one point unions were absolutely needed without a doubt, without you know any question because of the yeah. abuses and different things that were happening and. Same same thing that yeah. Canada, like like the, what the players are saying. That that's what union and 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 and, and in some cases it's still those, those things still need to be happen. I, I was just saying, just like the NCAA, I think the NCAA in some ways do still have a role. The problem is that one of the roles that they had was the enforcement, right? But it got to the yep. point where they were making rules that benefited them and the universities versus protecting the players, like. You know, I, I, I've had so many Alabama fans. Give you a great example. Alabama fans tell me that I should have told, I should have took Antonio Langham home with me that night, right? Um, Antonio Langham's name gets drugged through the mud sometimes with what happened with Alabama football. Well, Antonio Langham oh, yeah. did something on one night, right? And then yep. the next day he turned himself in. He reported himself to his university. That yep. that 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 should have been over. That 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 was. Nothing else should have happened because because that that that's the thing. He did not do anything. 
He he literally got a signature on a piece of paper on a napkin, which was oh, not that. binding, which was not binding. He, you know, uh, returned what he got, and it was over, and it would have been a minor thing at best. But it ends up being this witch hunt by the NCAA because they wanted to show that they would go after a big boy in Alabama. You see what I'm saying? So it wasn't. Oh, yeah. it, <laughs> What started that whole investigation was so stupid compared to what happened with Auburn. It was self-serving for the, the for the for the SEC and the NCAA to have the Auburn Tigers be eligible and to play in the playoffs. So what Cam Newton did didn't generate the same type of thing. So so that's that, that that's what I say. It, they, they lost their way, and I think that that's kind of where we are uh, now. Is some form of unionization now now you know people somebody listening may be working at starbucks and all that stuff i i, I don't i don't get that uh uh and no. people at amazon they i mean i don't i don't get it but no, they, hey they, they, no but but, but they, they seem to be the ones that's willing to give you more and pay you more than everybody else already anyway for making a cup of coffee you making 30 something forty thousand dollars <laughs> but anyway i i digress <laughs> let me come back to football but Curtis, you're, you're right you're, you're right. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the whole thing is some type of representation has to happen. So, uh, yeah. and it may not be a union, but here's the question, and I, and I have to get the break here, Curtis. But Nick Saban said something in a meeting a couple years ago. He said that this was before NIL even popped, okay? He said that it's going to come a day when the players are not playing, not students but representing the school. He said this yeah. before before NIL came. Yep. That's right. So, that's right. So if that's where we're headed. Yeah. That's where we're headed. There's gonna be some changes uh and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Thanks, Curtis. I appreciate that insight, man. All right, Mark, y'all have a good one. You have a good one. All right, X and Joe get you guys response to that on the other side of the break. You listen to the Martin Houston show we got a couple comments on chat. We got Pat on hold. You're welcome to get in the conversation at Alabama One Hot at the Alabama One Hotline as well. 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. ST Bun Construction wants to hire experienced class A and B CDL truck drivers as well as restricted automatic transmission CDL drivers. You'll be home every night with paid Blue Cross insurance and 4% employee match 401k along with other great benefits. Call Hunter 205-331-3551. You know, I think the Rustic Rehab adds something new every day. They have an amazing selection of gift items for ladies. They have the Kinsley Armel jewelry collection, the locally made Cindy Moore earrings. She's made them for the Crimson Tide, Tuscaloosa County High School, Northside, and other events. They have the candles and cream lotion candles that do wonders for your skin with the featured scent this week, Sweet Rain. If you want to rehab furniture, The Rustic Rehab is an elite-level Dixie Bell paint distributor, and coming soon, the new clay paint. And Missy can teach you how to use it, because she is an expert. That's The Rustic Rehab, Highway 69, between McFarland and Union Chapel on the left. Here's your West Alabama traffic from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks, and traffic has calmed down nicely around the area. Now remember, extra traffic downtown for the Chris Stapleton concert at the Amp. Watch out for that later on this afternoon. If you see conditions, hey, give me a call. 205 205- 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky partly to mostly sunny today with only a small chance of any one spot getting a shower this afternoon or this evening. The high today, 93. Tonight's low, 72. Tomorrow morning, sunshine. A few widely scattered afternoon storms. The high also, 93. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at softmarkdesign.com. Into Tide 100.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and X's and O's Sports, Xavier Houston. Good morning. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Got a couple comments coming in. We'll get to those. Um, Kevin Smith saying, why unionize now when coaches have been making millions for a while now? It's not coming from school budget. Um, and... Uh, if schools start paying players, then yeah, a union may be needed. That hasn't happened yet. Um, not officially. Texas A&M. CJ Watson saying you've got a unique perspective, Martin, with Bell South and NFL union time as well. Uh, careers outside of a union. I've never thought about a union for college football. Uh, hey, uh, X, uh, you know, you, you, you're hearing a little bit more, uh, now about the whole union thing. Uh, you got any different thoughts at, at this point that we need to get Patty in and, and see what he has to say. No, I mean, I think unions can be a good thing. You know, I worked in the coal mines for uh, a period of time, and you see what benefits that it has in that type of field. Uh, but I I think it could be good for college football if the universities are the ones that start paying players, but I'm not sure outside of that. Well, see, see, that's what, see, we, we keep saying if the university starts paying players, that's the problem with college football is who directly benefits from the players' money. I mean, from the players' the university. Sport, the university, okay. Who, who votes to have more football games? The is NCAA, it the schools or is the, it the NCAA? Uh, do I? I didn't know if it was the school. I didn't know if it was the school of the NCAA. The NCAA can't. The NCAA can't implement anything without the schools and the presidents voting on it. The the, the NCAA is a rep. It's supposed. To, see, here's the thing. The NCAA is supposed to be representatives of the players, Xavier. The NCAA technically, and correct me, Joe. In the beginning, did the NCAA not function as a union for the players? 
Oh, I don't know enough to say that, yes or no. I'm not, I'm sorry, but but I think you're probably right. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you go back and look, it was to help, and and I'll, I'll go back and read. But the whole purpose of the NCAA was to help bring about some uniformity in college football. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and of course, I, you know, the the university is that that's why that's why college football has become what it's become, guys, is because the uh, university don't pay the players, but they receive all of the spoils of the players. You know that the NCAA gets nothing from the college football playoffs. That's, that's, a, that's a separate thing that goes to who? The schools. The schools. Um, who gets the TV revenue? Schools. Schools. So they have a what? They had a beautiful setup. They make the NCAA the bad guys. They make the NCAA the ones who won't allow certain things. But yet they're the ones getting all the spoils. And even with the rollout of NIL, which I'm okay with, I never was, I never was advocating for the NCAA, I mean the schools to be playing the players. There is a misconception about NIL that Kevin stated. The NIL has nothing to do with companies paying the players. It's about players. The whole purpose of NIL, and the players need to get this. I wish every player would listen to this show and hear me tell them, stop waiting on companies to come offer you something. You have a name. You have an image. You have a likeness. Start selling yourself. Start branding yourself. Start building your own brand, and you can dictate what people give you. That, I mean, it's not about player. Yes, you. The companies may give you money, but it's not that they have to. It's they give to the name, image, and likeness, which gives you the ability now to use your name, your image, your likeness, and your brand. I've said this, um, and I probably shouldn't say this on the air, Joe. Because I could probably take it to them. I if I if I was representing Bryce Young, there would have been a a a, a painting already commissioned and out there called the moment. Okay, and you know what would be in that picture, Joe? It have a transparent Heisman Trophy behind it with a picture of Bryce Young completing that pass with 10 seconds to go in um, in the Auburn game. The Iron Bowl. In the, in the Iron Bowl. I mean, that's what name, image, and likeness is about. And these players still don't get it because the agents from the NFL are still looking at the same old rule, the way they do things. The players don't get it, and the, and the teams don't get it. And so, anyway... Uh, I, I'm sorry. This is a soapbox. I told you, Joe. <laughs> but let's get to Pat. Pat, you're with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin. I've been at several union busting meetings and things, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, there. Are, there are instances as coal mines where those guys have they got to have a union to protect them, uh, but. Uh, different situations, uh, having a union for football, you can't have everybody getting paid the same money or or that uh, or a quarterback getting paid different from a defensive lineman because 
Oh, the the issue is, hey, uh, we we got a defensive lineman. Hey, that ought to be making oh more than any other defensive lineman in the country. Not the same thing. Oh, we got a quarterback that should be making more than any other quarterback. Not the same thing. Oh, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I don't. I, I from a school standpoint, I think there can be. You, you, a lot of times, unions set floors. Like this is the minimum, but they do have. But they set floors based on positions. So I, I, I mean, I don't yeah, have a dude. problem with there being. I don't have a, a problem being people making different amounts. I I don't look at college football any different than I do a participation trophy. Do you all? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. Well, they, look they, at look at how the NFL on does. Hold on, Pat. Hold on, Pat. Everybody that makes the statement, everybody that makes the statement that you can't have different amounts of money, different amount of money to different players because it's going to cause a problem in the locker room, don't understand that's exactly what people are doing in Little League football. They're saying, oh, you cannot pay different players different things or reward them, so you need to give everybody a trophy, the same trophy. You can't but, give but, an MVP. You can't give an offensive player. Do you understand that that's the same mindset when you look at college football, when you make that statement? You're saying that Bryce Young Bryce Young is more valuable than anybody else other than maybe Will Anderson to this Alabama football team. So why shouldn't he get more if you're paying? Yep. I mean, I'm just asking. Yeah. You're, 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 you're absolutely correct. But what I'm, uh, what I have read recently that there's talk of this revenue sharing thing, that this would be the, the entire NCAA pool of all the money that's brought in by college football would be, uh, distributed, say 5%, 10%, whatever, whatever the number may be. Off the top, it's distributed straight to the players equally across the uh, country. That I disagree with because they're nobody equal. Well, I look at it like this. You follow me? Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, Look how the NFL does it. And they have how the NFL has franchise tags, right? That that's part of a union agreement, part of their uh, part of their deal with the the players' association, and maybe that's maybe what they should look like more into a players' association and how they're represented it like that. that but, but they what, they the, the player association, Xavier, is the union. That's is what the I'm union saying. It may not be a union? Yeah, that's a union, and and players are part of that union. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be union in the tradition. I'm saying that there has to be a voice and representation for the players. And if the players don't begin to participate, get to participate, this thing didn't, the NCAA and Joe nailed it earlier. Joe, you're you're nailing it. I'm telling you, college football presidents and athletic directors um, and, 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 and all that, they are praying that NIL works because they understand that if they go back to school, if they get the right attorneys who take this back to court and say, whoa, 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 the players still aren't participating in the spoils of what they're bringing in. The players are having to go out and still do more work to get, they they did, they can't make money off of their name, but they're not getting any of the spoils of the additional TV revenue, the additional games, the additional playoffs, 
they're not getting any of the college licensing. They're not getting any of that revenue either. And it's their name, image, and likeness that's making that just like their name, image, and likeness was making the money for EA Sports. No different. Yeah. They are, they're praying that this NIL thing works. Yeah, because hey, uh, the Big Ten are getting ready to uh, share in a billion, not a million, but a billion with a B dollars per year that uh, at 10% of a billion dollars is a tremendous amount of money to spread out amongst 20, let's say for argument's sake, they become 20 teams. That's a lot of money to spread out per player. Pat, do you know what the four game, um, I mean, the four team college football playoff nets right now? I, I I haven't uh, seen those numbers. It's it's, uh, it's way just on those, it's way on up there. Just those four game four teams three games right mm-hmm. during COVID. Understand that 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 these numbers are are tainted because of COVID. If there was no COVID, it'd be even higher. They're in a that's a the college football playoffs is a half billion dollar industry. Not, not right, college football. Phil. Not college football. The college football playoffs. Yeah. Just those players alone. I'm sorry. If your team don't make it to the college football playoffs, that money shouldn't be split with the league and everybody else. No. To me, I mean, absolutely, as, far as, players, as far as the players, as far as the players are concerned, I get yeah. if the universities want to split it, but the players should get a percentage of that college football. Of that revenue that's given I, to the I, players, I, 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 just I, I like, agree with you, Martin. Just like the playoffs, yeah. if the winning team, the winning team in a playoff game gets a certain amount of money, and the losing exactly. players get a certain amount of money. Certain amount the of players money. who the, the players whose team sitting at home, they they're protected by the union, and they get a minimum payment for being in the NFL, and they can do name, image, and likeness, but they don't get to split the money. They don't get paid part of the money when they teams don't make it to the playoffs. Right? Sure. And so absolutely. It's just so many things that, that could be done. I gotta hit the break, Pat. You got anything else yep, before I let you go? No man, that, uh, hey y'all have a blessed day. You're doing a great job, Martin. And this is something that needs to be talked about. That uh and uh but like I said, I, I just uh, I think it's gonna happen to where the revenue sharing is gonna happen Trouble is, I just don't see how you do it equally. Uh, now, it may be because once we go to these mega conferences, uh, everything's going to be game changers. It's going to be, uh, but all the have-nots, like Coach Saban said, the have-nots, you're still going to have the have-nots as far as players. Well, uh, because if, 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 it, if it all gets to an equal footing, then it goes right back to Coach Saban being the GOAT. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. First of all, when it comes to rules and guidelines, there do need to be rules and guidelines. As far as how you treat people within rules and guidelines, in other words, there needs to be boundaries. But how you treat people within those boundaries is not about equal. It's about fair. I I lead a team, and I, I every time I get new team members, and I reiterate it with my team during my meetings, uh, Joe and Xavier. I always tell them, guys, I do, I, 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 my, my goal is 
that I treat you fairly. I am not, I am not making a commitment to you that I will treat you guys equally. I, I can't, I don't have a running tally that says this is what I did this time. So now I need to do that for this time. I manage my team. I manage my organization by treating people fairly. And if somebody is doing something and they do it three times in a row that deserves a reward, they're going to get a rewarded for doing what they did. Now there's a minimum salary. There's a minimum pay that everybody's getting. And, and that's where you start. But if you don't go above and beyond, I'm not blessing you for going above and beyond. As Kevin Smith said, if one guy grinds and another guy doesn't, the guy who's grinding is going to get treated fairly for his grind. And the guy who doesn't grind is going to get treated fairly for the way he doesn't grind. He's not going to get treated equal. Guys, I'll let you guys respond to Have that. Well, and then we'll get the break. No, I agree. Your, your work ethic determines your outcome at the end of the day. You can't make, you can't make things fair. fair. You can make things fair for everyone, but it's about equal opportunity, not equal outcome. That's right. Joe, any closing, any comments before we get the break? I mean, you're exactly right. You can't make it all equal. And, and you know, a union will probably try to make uh, help and make it equal, but you just can't. Uh, it's yeah. not equal in the NFL. It's not equal in middle school football. Uh, and, and, and so why should it be equal in college football? I, I'm with you guys in, in a lot of ways. Have, Joe, have you, Joe, uh, have you ever seen anything about the way people view college football? I mean, to me, college football is uniquely viewed by its fans and everybody around the sport from all other sports. Is that just me because I played, or is it? Is it really? It just it's like it's like people say stuff about the way college football should be done, and it's like. But they wouldn't say that about their job. They wouldn't say that about uh, the NFL. They wouldn't say that about high school. They wouldn't say that about bash. They don't, it's, it's like football is this unique beast that, um, you know, it just, it just seems to be viewed differently. No, you're exactly right. I mean, th think about uh, one of the biggest things with NIL that you've heard. Oh, well, you can't put all that money in an 18-year-old's hands, but he's going to blow it. He's going to go broke. Man, that happens in business and in life everywhere. Right. So so if you're worried about that, go out and start a business that teaches financial wellness. Oh, hey, that's what we do at Alabama One. We'll be glad to show up at your university if you're out there and we'll teach your players. If you're at a high school, we already work in the high schools at Alabama One teaching financial wellness. Guys, parents out there, if you're worried about that happening with your kids, maybe you should drop some of these classes that they're teaching at school that's stupid and start teaching financial wellness. Because every 18-year-old, is one of my uh, buddies, a financial wellness guy, wealth advisory guy at Alabama One, he said, Martin, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. You know that doesn't matter, Joe, if you make a million dollars or if you make $20 an hour or $15 an hour. It's not about how much you make. The reason America is where it's at in a lot of places, Joe, is not about how much money people make. It's about how much they spend, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, there, there, there are people who are in bankruptcy court who, who make hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's people in bankruptcy court who make $15 an hour. So it's, and it's the same way with these players. Don't, don't, hey, let's not give them money, Joe, because they might spend it all. Do you realize how stupid that sounds, people? That, oh, we shouldn't be giving these players all that money. Well, first of all, you're not giving it to them. If they have a name and likeness, 
that somebody is willing to pay them for, they have earned it through their through building their brand. Their brand may be ABC, whatever his name is. And it's because of what he's done, like the Peter Wu brand. Peter Wood's brand isn't Peter Wood's brand because Peter Woods just showed up one day. Peter Woods' brand is because he's worked his butt off to be one of the top recruits in the nation. No different than you when you get ready to get paid at your job. If you're the best employee at your job, you expect to make more money. Let's get the break here. Sorry, guys. but I mean, No, I'm not sorry. This is what needs to be said. Uh, we'll, we'll be back on the other side for more of the Mark Deason Show with Mark and Xavier. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama outfielder Haley McClinney and current Alabama ace Montana Fouts helped Team USA win gold with a 3-2 victory over Japan in the 2022 World Games. Former Alabama and current New England Patriots linebacker Anthony Jennings is hosting a free youth football camp in his hometown of Dadeville, Alabama. Class of 2023, four-star safety Macari Vickers is down to his final three schools, Alabama, Michigan, and Oklahoma. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I'm Xavier Houston. 
sitting in with Martin Houston today on this Fire Sale Friday, where we have been breaking down the NIL. Does college football need a union? And we are joined now by Chuck Hunt on the phone. How are you doing this morning, Chuck? Good morning, you all. Going into to the weekend, uh, I, I'm chiming on this. A great conversation, much needed conversation about uh, name, image, and likeness. Uh, and I was listening when you all were talking about, you know, people going to my, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't, you know, that's, not, that's a bad idea. I said, well, are they are they going to school? These, these uh, young people, they're going to school uh, to be educated, and they're getting firsthand experience of how to handle money. Uh, you know, you like over at uh, at Alabama, you have the Cobra House School of Business. What they're teaching there, they get firsthand experience of, of money, and you know, you know, things about you have to take chances. That's what the room people say. Oh yeah, you know, they don't know how to handle that money. They they want to do this. There are some kids already. They they you know, you know, family have business. They they teaching these kids early. Why not these these guys get that kind of experience? These guys they've never seen the money, but have someone there to teach them how to do these things. That's what that's what it's all about. They, the money is there for them, and and they're teaching. They're not they're not there just looking at books. Yeah, well, you know, Chuck, I guess the, the question becomes, so in America, we don't give people opportunity unless they already possess the skill set to handle what their reward's going to be. Then most entrepreneurs uh, would never start a business, right? Exactly. Uh, so, and, and the other side of that is we also need to be careful of how we categorize all college athletes, Um you know, exactly. I, uh, I don't not like all it, yeah. college athletes who have a new car uh, um, come from a, a poor home and it wasn't given to them. Uh, some actually have parents who have good jobs and work and yeah. and actually have money and have t- trained them. Some don't. Uh, and that's where the university should should have a program. And I know Alabama use, you know. Um, there, there's a couple of different organizations that Alabama uses to help. And Nick Saban has people come in and speak and all those things. So there's a lot of things going on, but to say that somebody shouldn't get something because they mismanaged the money that like Joe referenced earlier is absolutely yeah. crazy. Uh, anything else you got for us, Chuck? Uh, well, yeah, that's what I want to do is bring that to him. And what you're saying, Hey, uh, these, these people that, that are out here that are your, uh, billionaires, the billion, billionaires, they, they took some chances there and no one talked about them, but, these guys, hey, you have to. These, this thing called called growing up. Uh, that's all. You have to give people a, a chance. To, yeah, stop. Uh, stop categorizing people. I, I don't like that either, uh, brother Houston. You all have a great weekend. Thanks, Chuck. All right, hey uh, Joe, y'all ready for this? Uh, the NCAA, a member-led organization, was founded in 1906 to regulate the rules of college sports and protect young athletes. That's the very first line <laughs> of of the NCAA, uh, and it, and it's you know the, 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 one of the big things is in 1904 there was 18 deaths and 159 serious injuries, so it was about play on the field and all of that that originated this. And President Theodore Kent, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, a longtime football fan, called together athletic leaders from some of the top schools, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and urged them to clean up the game as football deaths and injuries began to mount. Um, you know, and so that's kind of where <laughs> what we have the NCAA uh, originating from, uh, and we know what it grew into. So so here's here's guys, and, it, and this has been an all, all, all unionization. Uh, let's just go straight through. 
uh, and get out a little early, uh, Joe. But uh, listen to this, Joe, and his ex. I want you to get your, your response. Student athlete, right? That's what it's supposed to be. When you're talking about a conference, the pros and cons of this mega conference, have any of you heard any conversation about um, the impact of the students academically when they have to travel from coast to coast uh, from, um, you know, uh, boundary to boundary in terms of our uh, north to south with our neighbors in to the south of Mexico all the way up to uh, Canada. Y'all, have anybody heard anybody talk about the impact that's going to have? Nope. Yeah, not, not at all. One bit. So, but, but w- 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 how can they be student athletes Are they literally flipping this in terms of making them athletes first and what they bring to the table versus students? So, um, you know, that's one of my things is I'm like, who's talking about this? And you think about football, by the way, guys, is probably the easiest sport, right, with this coast-to-coast. Yeah. Because our games are set – well. I think with all these TV things, this is another sidebar. Uh, guys, y- true, false, y'all tell me and comment. Uh, do you think that, that we're going to have games virtually every day of the week moving forward with all of these mega conferences and how many big-time matchups so that they can make them pay the money that they have to make? Well, I mean, if you look at it now, there's pretty much already, once you get into the meat of the season, uh, yep. games every every day of the week. Um but do, will it potentially be the bigger conferences playing every day? Yes, I yep. definitely could see that being a possibility of of something that happens. Because as you said, to get all of these teams on TV, to pay out all of this money, <laughs> you got to be able to spread it out. Joe? Yeah, I mean, the, Martin, I mean, it says student-athlete in the handbook, but it's been athlete-student since you were in school, maybe even before that. Yeah, right. And, and now, and that's why that's why I applaud the Big Twelve. They're coming out and saying it. Go ahead and say what you're doing. Say what your purpose is, and that that's 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 ultimately what it's going to do. But here here's here's another question I have for you guys. I didn't think there was all this extra money in college football, right? So explain to me, Joe. Uh, you up first on this? How is it that Oregon softball or volleyball or soccer, women's soccer, going to have to drive all, fly or whatever, all the way to UCF. How that? How are they going to afford that? Where's that money coming from? <laughs> exactly. It's coming from the college football budget. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, we, we're, we're tight. We're tight. I'm like, what? They're only tight, Martin, because of how they spend their money off the field. <laughs> so it's just it's just crazy to think about but we we, we think about it. so i would give you guys i know i know i i, I kind of hogged the show today from a topic standpoint but this is this is we got to get this thing uh moving forward but anyway uh x i'll let you have your closing thoughts for the day and then i'll flip it to you joe no i mean i think this is something that really needs to be talked about more at, at a higher level not just on a radio show in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but to look and 
look at this thing and say, what do we need to do to protect the players? Is it really athlete-student or is it student-athlete? Those are something, some things that need to be determined and set in place for sure. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have misconceptions about it, that college football and college athletics are amateurism, but they've been professional. I mean, there's, people don't want to hear it, but it's been professional sports for at least two decades, maybe more. Yeah, with the amount of money that's coming in, and, and, and the thing about it, the reason you know it's, it's professional, Joe, is because the revenues keep growing, right? And there, there, there's more fight for revenue, and there's there more competition for revenue. If like the other sports, there is no competition. There is no, you know, they're, they're not fighting and, and teams aren't. I mean, conferences. Think about this. ESPN sees the money and they're the ones driving some of the consolidation and the expansion. They are literally working with schools and conferences to make this happen. It's long gone been uh the time of it being amateur sports has been long gone. And listen, I, I know I'm passionate about it, but I, I don't want to see the players uh, get taken advantage of. I don't want to see college football be destroyed. I don't think it's going to be destroyed. I think the quality of the product is that good. I think because we love our high school kids, we want to follow them into college, and because they represent our school, our alma mater, uh, alma mater, and they represent us when 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 we get to go out. I'm down at Bucky's, and some guy comes up to me, and because I had this Alabama hat on, and he says, "Roll tight." We start talking. He was his dad played at Alabama under Coach Brian in the '60s. Uh, he had played baseball for the Auburn Tigers. Interesting. Then another guy comes up, tells me a story about meeting somebody up. And the players are the ones who make those moments possible for us as fans. That is why they deserve opportunity to not just make money off their name, image and likeness, but to share in the money that their university makes off of them. I think that is coming at some point. Even if you put it in a trust, we can talk more about how you do it, why you do it, why you should do it, all that. Next week, we'll get into SEC media days in Alabama uh, and what Saban has to say and what we think will be the big topics on Monday. Joe will be kicking things off with a cup of Joe here in a couple hours. So you need to stay tuned for the rest of the morning so you can hear great programming right here on Top 100.9. Thanks, X. We'll be back together. Uh, Martin Houston Show with Martin and his ex, Xavier on Tide 109 on Monday. Remember this, trust in the Lord always, lean not you don't understand. All you always acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide out there, everybody. And hey, find yourself in church somewhere. We'd love to have you at Harvest Church, hctuscoose.com.